Hello, welcome to my podcast, The Empowered Caregiver, where we take family caregivers from frustrated and overwhelmed to empowered with education, stories, humor, and a lot of feedback from caregivers that we work with. I am recording this very first segment basically just to give you information about myself, um, talk to you about what we're going to be talking about, and I need some feedback. You know, what do you want to know? What do you want to um, hear about? What would you like for us to discuss? So a little bit about myself. I am Queen Takelo. I have um, over a decade experience as a nurse but way more than that in healthcare and specifically caring for the elderly. I am also, I have been and still right now, I'm a family caregiver, first for my father and now for my father-in-law. And I uh, run a family caregiving group for those who care for their elderly parents. I am burdened by the overwhelm and frustration that I see you family caregivers going through, what you experience as you care for your loved ones. And I decided someone needs to do something. And if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? Is it gonna be when um, we have seen more caregivers? You know, we've seen statistics that show that family caregivers are more and more so overwhelmed that they are getting it's affecting their mental health it's affecting their own health some can't even find help when they need to go for their own doctor's appointments i know you can relate with that and so they neglect you neglect your own health we neglect our health to care for our loved ones so in this show we will be talking about stress management tips and tricks, how to um, move your loved one in bed, how to give them showers, how to handle sundowning. We'll be focused especially on family caregivers of those with dementia because that's where a lot of you have had questions in the past. So I need your input. Send me your questions. Send me what you want us to talk about. As of right now, I will be sharing based off what my group members have asked for help with. So we will start our very first segment today talking about stress management. So stress management tips for overwhelmed caregivers. You know, it's amazing because when you talk with caregivers, you will think, or if you have been amongst caregivers, an outsider looking in will think, oh, they just like to complain. You know, they don't want to be caregivers. (laughs) But you'll be shocked to find out caregivers actually vent because they need to let off that stain. It's really great that caregivers have safe, non-judgmental places to let off stain because as a nurse, (laughs) that really helps their mental health. It really helps us to be able to get somewhere where we can just offload, 
and we are free we know that there's no one judging us because they totally get it they understand they've been where we've been or where we are at this moment so yes it helps to let off steam so but an outsider looking in will be thinking why do they just um, complain from day to day you know if they don't want to do it they need to get out that's not it caregivers want to be caregivers for the most part a lot of us just got slammed with the duties we're not ready for it um, some worse than others you know just came upon you one day you were living your life doing the things you love planning your retirement or having a successful career in your family and the next day everything just went bonkers you are now full-time caregiver for your parents you are now full-time caregiver for your spouse for your loved one for your aunt you know your uncle and you have no idea how to balance everything out with your career your own family or your just your life your life you feel like your life is on hold so we're going to be talking about that how do you handle that stress i have this equation that i use when it comes to stress if you forget everything i have said today i want you to remember just this your stress level is the gap between your expectation and your reality. You know, we have dreams in life. I came to the United States of America as an immigrant, chasing after the American dream. Before coming here, I watched movies about America. We saw America on TV and we just thought, you know, money grows on trees. Everybody is rich in America. Oh my gosh, when I get here, I will be a millionaire in no time and my family will be set for life. Oh well, things really did not go as planned. Within a couple of years, I was pregnant and homeless, living in a homeless shelter. And it has been quite a journey. Was I stressed? You can bet on that. Why? Because my expectation of what America was, was like way up here in the skies, in the clouds. And my lived reality, what I was actually experiencing was way down here. So there was this huge gap between my expectation and my reality. And all that space is what we call stress. So what do I do? Do I try to elevate my reality? How feasible is it for me to walk my way up overnight from my lived reality to my expectations? Is it even feasible? Will I ever get there even if not overnight? In 10 years, will I get to that? that expectation I had of America, you know, just money flowing out of everywhere. I could um, get any car I like. I could, you know, just purchase whatever I have and send back home to my family and be good. No creditors knocking down my doors and, you know, sending me all kinds of mails and calling my phone. Am I ever going to get to that expectation? Or 
do I bring down my expectations? If I cannot raise my reality to meet my expectations, can I bring down my expectations to what is feasible, to what is real? And I discovered that really the solution to my stress was very simple. Bring my expectations down to match my reality. For someone who is as practical as I am and not only that, very optimistic, that was hard for me. I did not want to compromise my expectations. I knew it's possible, I'm driven, I can get it, I can, but we have to understand that there are circumstances in life that call for temporary adjustments. It's not permanent, it's a temporary adjustment. You can bring your expectations down temporarily. I know, I know that this is not the way we thought our careers will end, or this is not the way we thought um, we would be living out our 40s, our 50s, our 60s. This is not the way we thought we would be um, living out retirement. We really had this dream. We would travel the world with our loved ones. We would, you know, a mom would grow old, um, carrying her grandbabies in her hands and, you know, just helping us take care of the grandbabies. And, you know, she would just grow old and die from old age, no sickness. And it would all just be beautiful. The whole family gathered around her bed when she's passing and uh, at home. But it's all different. So what are we going to do? Are we going to constantly fight against that reality? Or are we going to bring down our expectations? It is what it is. It's not a statement of surrender. It is actually a statement of acceptance. You accept what is as it is, and then you can start to work on new expectations. I promise you, your stress level will come down really by significant levels if you were to accept your new reality for what it is and bring down your expectations. It's not a sign of you giving up. I promise you, after caregiving, there is still life to live. But if you continue to stress yourself like you are doing right now and you don't take care of your stress levels, what's going to happen is we are going to end up... I, I, I had to do that. I had to come to that point. I had to have a therapist and I still see my therapist every once in a while. But because if we don't do that, let me tell you what stress does biologically. A lot of us are worried, especially those who have loved ones with dementia. We are worried that we may end up with dementia. Let me tell you, it, they, make no mistake, the um, women have higher rates of dementia than men. Women have been found to have higher incidences of dementia, of Alzheimer's, than men. Another statistic, women make up um, a higher percentage of caregivers than men. Now, if you put two and two together, you would say caregiving may increase your likelihood of having dementia. Why is that? 
Let me tell you why, because caregivers have not learned how to handle their stress. So what ends up happening is you cause oxidative damage to your cells and that's what increases your chances of having dementia. Stress causes oxidative damage to your cells. Your brain cells are being damaged the more you stress. You don't get enough oxygen. You are stressing your brain cells. You are causing oxidative damage to them. It increases your chances of you having dementia. Also increases your chances of you having a stroke. And you having a stroke dramatically increases your chances. Even if it's there are many strokes that you don't see. You and I don't see those. But you having a stroke increases your chances of you having vascular dementia. You may not see it, but it's there and the damage just keeps going on. So I encourage you today, I encourage us today, we need to get a hold of our stress. On the next one, I will be talking about practical ways you can get a hold of your stress. As we talked today about bringing down your expectation to match your reality. Your, your mother is not going to be there helping you take care of your grandbabies. That's not going to happen. So you bring your expectations down to match that reality. You're not going to expect your mom to all of a sudden turn around and get well overnight and then help you raise those babies. So bring those expectations down. You're not, you may not become director. You may not get that promotion at work this month, or I'm sorry, this year, or in the next couple of years. You may not get it by 2025 like you had thought because you had to scale back on work because of caregiving. Bring down that expectation and your stress levels will suddenly start to come down. Next week, we will talk about real practical ways you can handle your stress. If you enjoy this, let me know. Send me a message of any questions that you have. I will be glad to answer your questions in our next episode. Thank you and talk to you later. Dear friends, I have a confession to make. I feel guilty. I feel unworthy to comment on some of your posts. I feel like I have survivor's guilt. When I look at my current situation, my current caregiving situation, and I read what most of you are going through, I feel like I really don't have anything to complain about. It almost makes me feel like I'm not a caregiver. You know, I just feel less of a caregiver. But then I look back and I realize what makes me embrace this current caregiving situation better. And it's all about my past. You see, my former caregiving situation was with my dad and it did not end well. 
it ended tragically, as tragically as you can think. Anything will end for any family because we still don't have closure. You see, when I was taking care of my dad and um, I was a long distance caregiver and he had so much going on. And I, even though I was a long distance caregiver, I was expected to manage everything, manage the thoughts behind everything that was going on, plan around it. Because you see, my dad is, he's hard headed. Um, so they will call me or he would call me and I would talk with his doctors. And every time I got a call from him for all from back home, I would be so upset. I would, I mean, I was like a raving lunatic, just going crazy. And I didn't even realize at the time that that was what caregiving was. I didn't know there was a name to it, but I was so overwhelmed, even though I didn't realize that was caregiver overwhelmed. So I would scream and I would rage and I'll be like, can someone else do this? Why is it always me? That's a question I asked all the time. Why is it always me? Why does it have to be me? I have a job. I have children. I'm going crazy. You guys are going to make me go insane and lose my job. And so on and so forth. Long story short, like I said, it did not end well. Dad got missing five years ago, six years ago, this past March. He went missing and he has never been found. We've searched and searched and searched and he has never been found. And the first couple years were rough. I lived in a lot of regret. I wish I could do it all over again. I wish I could have, I, I, I could be there. And I wish I was given the opportunity to just do it all over again. You know, I will be there. I will answer the questions without going crazy. I would not blame others for just putting everything on me. I would, that's, those are thoughts. Those are things I think about, you know, <laughs> I would find something to be grateful about. And I think about all those things and, um, the first couple of years were rough. So eventually I came to terms with what had happened. Um, a lot of my family is still coming to terms with it. Not everybody is at the same stage. And I feel like God gave me a second chance when my father-in-law started getting sick and everybody looks to me now I'm not only a nurse, but I have so much more experience as a nurse, having worked in long-term care for so many years. And I now know what caregiving looks like. And I now know, I can now put a name to some of the things I was experiencing that I had no idea were almost universal to every caregiver around the globe. And now I feel like I have a second chance to do it right. So what am I saying? I'm saying I have survivor's guilt almost. Um, it's like, I look at you all, um, what you're experiencing, what you're having to put up with. Some of you sleepless nights, having to 
give up jobs and families and so much. You've given up on building your own family. Some of you have resigned to the fact you might have to be single for the rest of your life. Um, I hope we can work on that later, but I, I don't, I, I don't have to, um, I don't have the same situation right now. My father-in-law is in the very early stages. He has so many chronic conditions. I have the situation to, I have the, the chance now to do things right. And I am so grateful for this chance. And as a result, my mindset is completely different from what it was years ago. Years ago, my mindset was one of, I am sovereign and woe is me. And right now my mindset is they are suffering and I need to figure out how we can plan in advance to prevent this from affecting everybody else's life, from making everybody else suffer. A lot of you are not in this position. So not saying that that's why I say I feel like I have survivor's guilt. I feel like I'm surviving caregiving while others are not. And that makes me feel guilty. But then again, I look at it as an opportunity to give back because of my two very different experiences. I know as my father-in-law progresses and he treats me, they treated me like, they treat me like a daughter. They welcomed me like a daughter. I don't have some of the horror stories of in-laws that others have. So I look at him like my father. I look at it like God is giving me a second chance to do it all over again. So as he progresses, I have to plan for the way I would want a caregiving situation to look like. Um, The way I would want his care to look like as he progresses to where I don't find myself totally completely overwhelmed like the last time so that at the end I can be able to live with no regret no regrets knowing that I did my best given the little that we have in the form of healthcare system and support for um, the elderly and their caregivers in this country. So again, what am I saying? I'm saying I have survivor's guilt. I feel like I'm surviving. Most of you are not, but I feel like there may be some of us, some of us here will feel the same. will feel like, um, we don't have it as bad as the others. I encourage you to not hold back. Because you're in a position um, to be able to look at the others with compassion. And compassion is actually feeling sorry for someone and putting some action to it. So look at the others who are going through with compassion. And if you have any insight to give, any, or you may even leave 20, 30 minutes from them, you may be able to connect with them and just exchange respite. You know, you may be able to have them drop off their loved one and you watch them for a few hours. If that's something that you all can agree on, you know, I know there are liabilities with that. But you all may be able to exchange services. So just all five fingers of our hands are not the same. They are not equal. It's the same with our caregiving situations. None is 
um, gonna be look like the other person. Some of us are in completely different um, situations or different positions than others. Some are more far along, and some are post. Some have completely you know their loved ones are gone and they're out of the caregiving role so we'd love to hear from you as well we'd love to hear what worked what didn't work what you would do all over again and yeah that was my thoughts about today you know it's thursday it's thankful thursday i'm thankful that i am not where a lot of you are um but it somehow gives me survivor's guilt But I'm also thankful that I am able to have a second chance to do this over again and to be able to give support and give insight to those who are experiencing this for their very first time. And somewhere in the back of my head, I'm actually thinking, maybe even as a nurse, to be able to influence policy, you know, write, um, figure out how we can write to our senators and get some changes in place something to help completely revamp our um, aging care system, our healthcare system for the elderly in this country. It is so totally misaligned (laughs) to where it does not, it's nothing about care. It's more about profit. And so it's not working for anyone, not for the elderly, not for their families, not for the society. It's not working. The only people it's probably working for, uh, the least, um, the people with the least income and the same people who have always received help throughout their lives. Maybe, you know, uh, they keep getting help and those who have contributed throughout their lives are turned away from help. Um, we can do something to where it benefits every member of the society. And I, somewhere in the back of my head, I feel like we could work to influence policy to where when we get older, things will be different, hopefully, and our children will not have to go through what we are going through now. Thank you so much for listening to my rambled thoughts as I offloaded my survivor's guilt. And just thank you for sharing this journey very openly with all of us. Thank you all for sharing with all of us. And I feel like together the load is really lighter. Is If there's anything, any way you think we could help, feel free to reach out. Okay, talk to you all later. Bye.